Welcome to episode 22 of Myths and Monsters. Now, we did miss January's Myth and Monsters, but... we Yeah, we missed... Well, we missed December's and January's. Oh, Lord. Two in a row? Yeah. Well, we're here for February. Yay! We do! (laughs) (laughs) Hope it was a good one. Hope you guys had a good February and Valentine's Day to those who celebrate it and all Mm -hmm. that jazz. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Our topics today are haunted dolls, I think was yours, and mine is the slip-mouthed woman. That sounds gross. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm excited to hear about the dolls, so why don't you start? Yeah, well, as you can imagine, there's like a ton of haunted dolls out there, Um, so I picked three to talk about a little bit because I didn't want to do, we, you know, these episodes are never super long, so I picked a few of them to go over and, and, you know, dolls are just creepy. Like they, they I just, are creepy. Yeah. I, I just don't think I could, you know, I remember, uh, Courtney talking about my older sister talking about having like a life-size, not life-size, but like a large power ranger doll. Yeah. It sounds like the creepiest thing in the world. It was a pink power ranger. Yeah. As big as she was like, that's terrifying. No. What if that thing like walks at you? It was so cute. And it made uh-uh. no, you pressed on it. It was all soft and cuddly and you pressed on it and it made whatever the power ranger sayings were. She was thrilled with it. Are you saying that she's saying that she was terrified by it? No, I don't think she was. Oh. I'm saying I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. So just fun fact, uh, fear of dolls is known as pediophobia. Huh? I didn't know I'd- that. I also didn't know that. Um, And the first doll that I'm going to talk about is Annabelle. So she's, you know, super famous, obviously, because of the movies, the Conjuring movies and the Annabelle Mm -hmm. movies themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So Annabelle is, yeah, the the doll from the Conjuring movies and uh, is owned by or was owned by the Warrens. So Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, She's one of the most famous dolls because of those movies. Um, And actually, even before those, just because she is so haunted, uh, she was a well-known haunted doll. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she used to be housed at the Warrens Museum until it was closed down. Um, So she used to belong to the Warrens and they used to keep a lot of various haunted artifacts that they kept in their home to keep them out of, uh, you know, hands, keep them safe from people on the outside. What we see in the movies is actually true. That's what they did with all the artifacts that they wow yeah 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 i've been listening to uh and that's why we drink and Mm -hmm. they do some really good episodes um paranormal episodes and they've covered a lot of the dolls haunted dolls that i'm going to talk about today um but they also cover uh ed and lorraine warren in uh, more recent episodes yeah i'm way 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 behind on on theirs but guys that really is a good um podcast you should go and check them out for sure em and christine they're awesome yes go check it out Mm -hmm. um so they, the Warrens themselves were involved in 10,000 cases, like paranormal cases, haunting cases. And I, I learned that from the podcast and that's why we drink. Wow. Definitely go check them out. They're super cool. Uh, but that's just a time. So Annabelle was just one of those cases. Um, Annabelle was supposedly one of the most violent and aggressive spirits that they've ever had to deal with and was known for moving around the house on her own. So this doll would just, you know, be in one room, be in the next room. That's um, creepy. I'm sorry. That's just creepy. It is. Well, and Al- then, like, although she doesn't look creepy. No, she doesn't. She's just like a normal and a raggedy rag Ann, doll. Raggedy, raggedy Ann, Ann doll. Yeah. yeah. She's Absolutely. Cute. Yeah. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> I know. You can't look at her the same way ever again, but no. 
Um, but on top of just moving around the house, she would also scratch her owners and she would talk. <gasps> okay. That's yeah. horrifying. A yeah, raggedy not, aunt doll talking to me. I don't think so. Not okay. Not okay with that. Um, according to, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, a student nurse was given Annabelle in 1970. They said that the doll behaved strangely, which like, I feel like is just a really weird way to describe a doll. Like, oh, this one's behaving strangely. Like, that's not behave. <laughs> They're not supposed they to behave. The behaving. <laughs> um, and a psychic medium told them that the student told the students that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased girl named Annabelle. Okay. And so that's where the name comes from. Okay. Um, the student and her roommate tried to accept and nurture this spirit possessed doll because, you know, they thought, well, maybe it's just like a scared spirit little of a little girl. girl. So, yeah. like, we'll treat it nicely and, you know, give her a home and yada, yada, yada. But the doll reportedly exhibited malicious and frightening behavior. And the article that I was reading didn't go too in depth on that. But yeah, I wonder exactly what that is. Yeah. So it was at this point that the Warrens say they were first contacted to come and investigate the doll itself. Um, and so they moved the doll to their museum after pronouncing it demonically possessed. Wow. And so I know that the movie starts out with, you know, the nursing student having this issue with this doll. I think that's pretty accurate to what the actual story is with the doll. Um, and the doll remained in a glass box, at the Warren's occult museum in Monroe, Connecticut until the museum's closing. So the and museum now is no longer is available. You know, that's a good question. I, it's probably been sold or <gasps> moved somewhere else, you know? Yeah. So creepy yeah there's an episode on annabelle on and that's why we drink and i highly recommend it because they'll go way more in depth than i do the um movies that they made portrayed her as that creepy looking doll instead yeah, of a raggedy ann doll to me yeah. i think she even though that creepy looking doll looked creepy and kind of fit the mold of what you would expect a demonic doll to look like right to, to me it's scarier that it looks like a little Almost nice ann like it doll. looks yeah nice. yeah right because and and then i bet that's part of why then uh the nursing student was like oh well we'll try to keep it like we'll be nice to it and like mm -hmm. you know treat it well or whatever um and no it's not but it was demonically possessed according to the warrens so that's crazy i'll have to go check out that episode on uh, and that's why we drink definitely i i don't remember so they did an episode on the Warrens themselves, but I think there's a whole separate episode for Annabelle. So okay. I think that's an earlier episode. So creepy. Yeah. So the next doll that I have to talk about is called Joliet. Um, Never heard of that one. Yeah, I hadn't either. So this is Joliet, the cursed doll. And so according to legend, this doll was passed down um, from generation to generation to expecting mothers, which like I, you know, I, I know exactly. Mothers. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, why are you going to pass down a cursed doll to the next to generation? A pregnant woman. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So each mother was cursed with having two children, a boy and a girl, respectively. But the son is never expected to live long. And I think that's part of the curse. Okay. Um, so each boy lives to be about three days old. Yeah. So let's pass this on. Circus. What the yeah. heck? I know. That's what I, I don't know why. I don't. Uh, maybe I have it here in my notes. It's been a while since I've done these, so we'll see. Um, it's said that the doll traps the souls of the boys within its body, wherein they are expected to remain until, quote unquote, judgment day. Oh, God. Yeah. Legend has it that when the, that it began when a woman received the doll as a pregnancy gift from a friend, which like, like was it cursed before it was given as a gift? Yeah. Was the friend like unaware that it was cursed? Like. I don't know how you would know if a doll was cursed. 
you know, this one doesn't seem to be running around on its own. So yeah. Who knows? That's crazy. Oh, here's my next line. See, I should have reread these before I did this. <laughs> so this friend and the woman had a bitter relationship for some unknown reason. And it's believed that she placed a curse on the doll herself. Wow. Out of jealousy. So I, you know, I should With read my notes. friends like those who needs enemies. I know. Right. So three days after her son was born, he was stricken with a malady and died. That's um, terrible. I know. Sometime after the death of her son, she heard crying that seemed to be emitting from the doll. So the doll itself was crying. Okay. Um, great. And that's, that's where mm-hmm. that, yeah. And that's where the legend comes from that all of these spirits are trapped within the doll now, the, the okay. spirits of the babies. Um, upon closer inspection, she concluded that her son's soul was in prison within the doll. And since then, those who have inherited the doll treat Joliet as if the doll was their son and they never try to dispose of it, which is weird. Like, why would you not? Like, if you believe it's well, first. And why would you pass it on? Right. Like, just keep who, it. And then who do you die, hate like, so much that you're going to pass it on? Right. That's what I'm like. I don't I don't get it. So Anna, who is the youngest woman to be cursed by the doll, believes that Joliet was given uh, to her great, great grandmother by that friend. That's where that story. Okay. From. And then it just kind of, as they died, it passed. Yeah, I think so. Generations. Okay. Yeah. Uh, infant screams, cries, and giggles have all been heard coming from the doll. Small footsteps have been heard in the night for each generation of the family and the infant's voice changes <laughs> per generation. So like, it's obviously a different baby. Yeah. Different, like, different son, a different yeah. boy is entrapped. Right. And so that's also where the legend comes from that Joliet curses the women and claims the boys to be her own. And that's Joliet, the cursed doll. And where is it now? Good question. Uh, I think it's still with Anna, the youngest, uh, the youngest of the, um, the youngest of the family to receive the doll. That's creepy. I mean, and what do you do with that doll? Like she now knows, okay, I'm not going to pass this on, obviously, but at some point she'll die. And what's going to happen to the doll? Right. Exactly. I'm like, has anybody tried setting it on fire? Like just a quick question. Mm -hmm. Like, did you set it on fire? And you know, like you're already losing your son. So like set it on fire, see what happens. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know either. Crazy. Crazy. That's creepy. I had never heard of that one. No, I hadn't either. And I couldn't find any more information on it because I wish I could give more details. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I Googled it and it, you know, I came up with several articles, but they all had reiterations of what I The same information. Yeah. 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 Um, And not really much more to it than that. Mm -hmm. So the next one I have is Robert the doll. Now, this one was also done by And That's Why We Drink. And it is a creepy doll. Their episode is fantastic. Go watch that one because if, if this interests you anyway, um, because it is super, super creepy. Okay. Uh, I was doing these notes um, while I was at work and I was alone in the room that I was in. And as soon as I finished the notes, I closed my laptop, exited out everything. And I was like, nope, <laughs> not touching that again. And now, you know, here we are. I get to talk about it. So. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Um, so this is Robert who originally belonged to author and painter, Robert Eugene Otto. Um, the doll was allegedly known to giggle, run from room to room, cause household accidents and walk past upstairs windows while the family was away. So people, you know, the house should be empty. And yet this doll would walk by a window. How big is this doll? I don't know. Um, I refuse to look at pictures of him, honestly. (laughs) 
He's scary. Okay. I have seen pictures, but I, I can't really quite tell how big he is. Okay. Cause I mean, if he's seen walking, is he walking on the windowsill like a Barbie doll size or is he like life size? Which no, he, he's bigger than a Barbie doll. He's, um, he's probably like the size of like, uh, like your average baby doll kind of thing. Like, so not a Barbie doll where that's like small okay. and thin or whatever, but like okay. a baby doll. Okay. Um, so I just creepy, just very creepy. Um, so Robert was left in Otto's attic until 1974, where he was passed around. I just looked up pictures. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why did you do that to yourself? It's horrifying. That's so interesting. It looks like a little sailor. Oh, my God. Oh, he is fairly big because there's a picture of a guy next to it. So he is almost life size, like the size of a two, two year old. A two year old. Sorry. I'm hearing things in my apartment oh now God. and now I'm all freaked out. Are so. you alone in your apartment? Sid's yes. not there, right? Oh, Sid's no. not here. And I don't know what it is. Any dolls though. <sighs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this. Okay. So. <laughs> Robert was left in Otto's attic until 1974, where he was passed around from owner to owner before eventually being donated to um, Florida's Fort East Martello Museum in 1994, where he still resides to this day. So staff members claim that the doll causes strange activity anytime it's rotated through the museum. Uh, And it's what? Its head, sorry. (laughs) Its head is also said to be seen turning to follow museum goers as they pass by. I hate I've heard of this one. Yes, I'm ready to be done talking about him. He's scary. (laughs) And apparently, like, if you do talk about him, it, like, draws his attention. Or maybe that's Harold the doll. I don't remember. Oh, maybe it's Harold I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Listen, it's creepy. Yeah. I also feel the need to go check my apartment really quick. I'll be right back. Okay. It was probably my cat. Well, you've got one cat. When you got up, we could see the cat behind you. I guess that's Kitty. That's Kitty. And she's being very calm. So, but I, okay. I looked outside and cat some does not seem alarmed. So he's, he's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was probably him. Okay. And I just, I hate scary dolls. Obviously managed to scare myself <laughs> with a scary doll. So you're welcome for, you know, providing entertainment to my fear. <laughs> Okay. So what happens? So he's, he's in this hotel. No, he's not in a hotel. He is in this museum. Yeah. And he watches people. He watches people. So like, if you walk by and you're like looking at him, his head will turn as you go by. Yeah. Super creepy. There's, there's way more information out there on Robert the doll. But again, I was doing these notes while I was by myself in a dark room. So I just, I couldn't do too much more. I didn't want to look into it too much more because I am a weirdo, but uh, yeah, he'll turn and look with you as you're walking by him. Is he the one that you have to offer him something or is that Harold? That might be Harold. Okay. And I, I know Harold is scary too. And you're not supposed to talk about Harold. Yeah. You're not supposed to look at him. You're not supposed to make any kind of, um, you don't address him. Right. But I wasn't sure if that was Robert or Harold. I'm pretty, I think that might be Harold. Okay. Um, and I did not decide to 
cover Harold because yeah, apparently you, I, you had had enough. <laughs> I struggled with Robert and, and, you know, I don't suggest doing research on haunted dolls unless you're just crazy. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and that's all I've got for, uh, my, my three doll story. That's all I could really handle my poor little heart. So yeah, he's, he's really creepy looking. He's got on this little um sailor outfit and he yeah holds, the sailor doll he holds a little doggy yeah and he's his face is either worn away you can see his eyes still but the face is either worn away or maybe he doesn't have a nose and mouth I, I assume he did at one point and they've supposedly made a movie about him yeah I wonder why they don't use the a lookalike of the dolls um in these movies because that's creepy enough they changed him too right yeah i don't know very interesting so those are your haunted dolls and now she's all freaked out yeah i'm done talking about them now (laughs) i would like to hear about the slit mouth lady (laughs) yes so the legend of the woman with the slit mouth originates from japan although it's now quite well known in chinese and korean culture as well but this particular and i'm probably saying this wrong i apologize uh kuchasaki ona which means Mm -hmm. slit-mouthed woman was said to be stunningly beautiful and she lived back in in the past and she was mutilated by her jealous samurai husband who murdered her for her infidelity and he cut her lips you know just like the joker yeah her lips to her ears and said who's gonna love you now Wow. Okay. And then murdered her. Yeah. So her ghost still haunts places in Japan, usually on foggy nights. She wears a surgical mask and she'll approach people and ask shyly, do you think I'm beautiful? And the person usually responds, yes. Cause I mean, you don't want I mean, to wearing a mask, right? Feelings and all that. And then she pulls down her mask to reveal this cut ear to ear grin. And then she'll say, how about now? Oh, and if you answer no, she'll reveal, reveal a pair of scissors and kill you. Oh, okay. Cute. And if, if you say yes, she'll cut the same smile into your face. Um, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't like either one of those. <laughs> yeah, there's no winning there. Um, so they say that there are several ways to prevent this fate. So one is to confuse her by saying you're average. I was going to say, like, what if you say I don't know or something other than yes or no? Yeah. Or, and apparently that confuses her. And then the second way is to present her with hard amber candy, which she'll take to much delight and let you go. Oh, so you're just supposed to have amber candy just like hanging out in your pocket. Apparently so. What if it's soft amber candy? Yeah, I don't know. I think she likes the hard candy. (laughs) Okay. And the third way is to say pomade, and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's P-O-M-A-D-E. Okay. Uh, Six times and then she'll flee. Why? I don't know. (laughs) And the fourth is to ask her if you are beautiful, which will conserve her, uh, confuse her enough to let you escape. But she's incredibly uh, fast and isn't going to let you go. So you might not get away from her if you try that one. Oh, cute. And she was seen in the 1970s until the early 2000s, often lurking near children whose innocent answer of yes, when asked if she is ugly, will lead to their deaths. 
Oh, okay. The urban myth was first recorded in 1979 in Japan and Nagasaki, and it caused such an uproar that police were forced to increase their presence at schools and instructed students to travel in groups. Wow. Yeah. Panic hit Japan, closing schools and forcing children to remain inside in order not to encounter her. It is said that her attack stopped when she was struck by a car and killed while hunting down a victim. And I'm like, okay, if she's a ghost, how could a car? So so I'm wondering if it's like legitimately a a lady out there that is just killing people. Copycat serial serial killer. killer. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, having been into criminal minds for the past oh six months or so um that's the first thought that jumped into my head was like right she's not a ghost she's an actual serial killer right so did they have a body (laughs) well in 2007 one coroner report from the late 1970s was found describing an injury on on a body of this torn mouth yeah and i'm not sure if it was a coroner report from the woman in the car accident but it really couldn't be because that was it said that the coroner report was from the 70s. So was it a report on one of the victims of the serial killer or right, what? Right. But the origin of the story is that spirits of the dead um, who were killed in particularly violent um ways like abused wives, tortured captives, defeated enemies often didn't rest well. And she is thought to be one such woman since she was killed by her jealous husband. Right. Um, right. During the Edo period, a large number of Kuchisaki Ona attacks were blamed on shape changing Kitsune playing pranks on young men. So there is a tie to Kitsune, the nine tailed Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember how they really describe it, but like shapeshifter. They are shapeshifters. So yeah, there has been some link connected between those. And then during the 20th, 20th century, the blame began to be placed on ghosts, serial killers, and simple mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. And this resulted in an explosion of the Kuchisaki Ona sightings all over Japan, which makes me wonder, we did an episode on what is it that when you think about things so much, they become real tulpas tulpas. Maybe yeah. she's a tulpa. That's true. Which is also very scary. Cause like, as soon as you get like a mass agreement on like, Oh, I've seen this thing. I've seen this thing. Mm-hmm. That is very, very spooky. There's an episode in supernatural that deals with tulpas mm-hmm. and the, the mass. Cause the internet is so huge. Also mm-hmm. you get a lot more connection between people who are like, Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen. Uh-huh. And, and manifesting uh, this, mm-hmm. you know, creature or whatever. So maybe she is a tulpa. Okay. And then another thought is that the legend originated as a warning to women that they needed to stay faithful. Ah, sure. Whatever. Be. <laughs> I mean, yes, but like, come on. <laughs> and some people suggest that the Joker from Batman is actually based off of her. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, you know, you always hear that good ideas, quote unquote, good ideas, uh, you know, often come to multiple people. Like it's not just, you know, an original idea can also come to someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty easily, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's all I've got on her, but I mean, she was so spooky, spooky to the people in the seventies that it created mass hysteria and they shut down schools and everything. That's wild. I feel like it's, it had to have been a serial killer. That's or what something. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like if she was able to be hit by a car, which like, 
I know that there wasn't too much evidence yeah. to corroborate that. Yeah, but where's this body? And how, right. how does a ghost leave a body? And yeah. 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 I don't know. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. Nice. Yeah. I feel like you could use that, like legends like that in mm-hmm. urban fantasy or, you know, whatever, pretty easily. Especially if you're going to use the Kitsune, which I've always yeah. wanted to put a Kitsune in one of my stories because I think they're really cool creatures. Yeah. Um, they're really but awesome. You could tie that together. In, in an urban fantasy story of some kind. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Cool. So that was this episode of Myths and Monsters, and we'll be back at the end of March. Yeah. Be careful about dolls. Don't research them alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.